I think let's let's be supportive of each other as churches around the city and the state and the country mm. because that's a that's a negative marketing thing for the world too. Hey everybody, thanks for checking out Be Original with Isley Creative, where we take a behind the scenes look at the world of effective marketing. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Be Original podcast. My name is OJ and I'm Christian. And today is a very special today. Um, we have a very dear friend. He is the head pastor of Journey Church. Is head pastor the right way of saying uh, that? Lead pastor is good. Head uh, pastor. Yeah. Lead pastor of Journey Church. He's married, has three kids, four grandkids. Um, when you see him, you'll know he does not age whatsoever. He's the, <laughs> one of the most beautiful humans I've ever seen in my life. He married me and my wife 13 years ago which is pretty amazing. And uh, he's been a huge part of my personal life for a very long time. Please welcome a very special person, Pastor Kevin, or PK, as we call him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is yeah. that cool? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here today. <laughs> I love you. It's so good to see you. <laughs> you too. Um, if you went to church, you too. might see him more. Yeah, if I went to church. <laughs> oh, see, that's how it is. All right. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> um, well, <clears throat> I am... Uh, yeah, it's funny that you, I was thinking about this last night when we were getting ready for today. And one of the things I was thinking about is I, I re- you really have been in my life for a very long time. Like I remember, I, I remember playing drums with you, like in the pit of the or- the orchestra pit and yeah. at first assembly at the time. Yeah. Literally watched you grow up. That's crazy. Yeah. We didn't have a beard. I did not have a beard. <laughs> Nobody and I was a fro. Yeah, I had an afro, <laughs> and I was a little bit more out of control then. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're probably still out of control. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> true, too. Um, all right, well, <clears throat> uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Like, where, what got you to where you're at today? How you came to Kenosha? I mean, you can go back as far as you want to go, I guess. But the audience wants to know about you. Okay. So tell us. Yeah, so I was like born in a cradle, and no, we don't go back that far. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've uh, been married for 38 years, and uh, so I mean it's crazy to talk about those numbers. But yeah. uh, we've we've served as in churches, four different churches um, in the Upper Midwest. So we have been a worship pastor is kind of our was our bread and butter for mm-hmm. uh, a lot of years. That's that's yeah. how we first met and yeah. Christian too mm-hmm. as worship pastor. Yeah. Um, and then um, really God just directed our steps from Illinois to Minnesota. We were in Minnesota for 10 years and then Wisconsin for the last 25. Wow. So it's You've been the, here for 25 years? I've been here 23, but Holy in Appleton God. for two years before we got here. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, God's been so faithful to us in that journey and yeah. journey, no pun intended. It's my church name now. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, we came to the church we're at now as a worship pastor and uh, doing all the worship and musicals and all that stuff. And musicals. That? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's going way back. Yeah. I used to love those times because we, I mean, it would be like a week straight of us at church every night. At least. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Plus all the rehearsals. Yeah. Plus right. all the rehearsals. Yeah. 
But camels, Good right? Times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the live animals Donkeys and, stuff. and cows. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty all impressive that. that we never had a, any like major issues with those live animals in the church. Yeah, right? or, or all the pyro. Or pyro. <laughs> or all the pyro. Yeah, Hell's man. Gates, Heaven's Flames. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, we have like scoopers picking up after the, <laughs> after the cows and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was fun. But then the last 15 years, this has been leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, do- doors open for that. So. so you are currently the lead pastor at Journey Church. What, is that, what does that all entail for you as like a job? Yeah, well, it's really leading teams. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm leading all of our pastors and really pouring into them is really my role. Mm. And then visioning for the church. You know, what's the direction of the church? Yeah. Um, I'm not so much in the weeds anymore like I, whatever that means, but, you know, I'm sure. not in the, uh, so much of the details the organization's big and it's, it's four campuses yeah. now and not just one, it's one church in four locations. Um, so it's really pouring into other leaders and uh, so that they can pour into the people that they lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really the biggest part of my job now uh, mm-hmm. and doing stuff like this, mm-hmm. which is fun. Give us a, some perspective. I, obviously I know it doesn't really matter, but what is the attendance like at all of your campuses on a weekend, on a weekend basis? Yeah, well, the, the total of all the campuses um, is about 3,000 on a weekend. Um, we have the Kenosha campus is the larger of the campuses, but the, we have a campus in Beach Park, Illinois, mm-hmm. and then one in uh, Burlington, Wisconsin, and then our newest campus, yeah, uh, just like four months, five months old, is in Lithuania in Eastern Europe. Very cool. So that one just opened. Very so cool. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. <clears throat> one of the things, that, and obviously the big reason, we'll just get right into that. One of the big reasons we wanted to talk to you today is, um, you know, we, we spend all of our time marketing and, and, and talking to people about your message and how to get it out there, um, you know, practical ways of, you know, creating content on a regular basis, like those types of things. But I think we forget about, and this is the thing that Christian and I have been talking about too, is I think we forget about how marketing influences our life in every aspect. It's not just when it comes to a product or a service or a company or, or a small business. Right. I mean, we're talking about everything. And this it goes even as far as saying that, you know, you are in your position a, a marketer of sorts, right? Right. And you, I mean, you, there are 3,000 people uh, that are a part of your organization on a weekly basis that are coming there because they're interested in hearing a message about something that they can yeah. relate to their own lives and they can go out and cha- like they come in one way, they leave a different way. Like they leave a better way. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. How does that, how do you, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Very carefully. <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, everybody, everybody has, um, the same problems. Oh, interesting. You know, mm-hmm. that's my problems are the same as yours. Mm. Um, as the same as a person down the street, uh, people who've been, you know, walking with God, if you want to say it that way, for 40 years, as opposed to people who've never met God. Yeah. I mean, I still have stress issues. I still have marital issues. Don't don't tell Jolene that, but <laughs> I do. We do, right? Absolutely. I still have financial issues. I still have lack of peace issues. Yeah. I still have, I mean, those are, that's, that's the marketable part of that is that I'm the same as you. Oh, um, that's good. I'm in a different different part of my journey, but, um, I'm still struggling with that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so people come in, they all want to know the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I, how do I have a better life? And what's the, what's the, the road to the better life? Mm -hmm. I mean, our answer would be God would be that road. It's so good because 
<clears throat> we spent a lot of time, even in the last five, six interviews that we've done, we keep coming back to this whole human to human thing. And it's so interesting. What you just said is exactly the point. Like in marketing, we talk a lot about building a culture around a product or a service that, that is intriguing to those people. And that's, those are the, your people. They buy your product. They, they buy your service. And it's not necessarily about the product or the service. It's about what that group and ca- that community can offer you. Mm-hmm. And I, what you just said is exactly it. Like we are humans. We all struggle with different right. things in life. But that one common thing that we can find together, whether it's church or, or, right. or extracurricular activities, whatever it is, that's the that's the road to helping us be better or do better, I guess, is what I would say. Yeah. It's interesting how similar a church can be to everything else in the world because it's created from people, right? Right. So every church has a culture. Whether it's good or bad, that's to be determined, right? But every church, every business, every group of friends has created its own culture. And, you know, through the episodes that we've filmed so far, we've talked about how um, how to drive that culture. And and I think it's funny because a lot, most businesses have a mission statement, have yeah. core values, things like that. And I feel like a lot of that has derived from faith-based organizations, you sure. know, like most churches for years have had some sort of mission statement, you know what I mean? And it, and it obviously comes from the Bible or, you know, if it's not a Christian church, it's something else, you know, it comes from what they root their belief system in. And it's the same thing in business. And I think that's interesting. That's why OJ and I thought you'd be a, an incredible guest on here because it's a good perspective that faith drives all of us one way or another. You know, we believe something that we can't see. We, right. you know, we step into a belief system, whether, again, whether it's atheist or agnostic or Christian or Buddhist or Muslim, like we all have some sort of thing that we grasp onto. Right. And if we don't, we feel a lack of purpose. We feel a lack of something. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's the same thing. Like OJ said, that it's not necessarily the product. I mean, for us, when it is your belief system, you're like, yes, it is the product. <laughs> but for a lot of people, it's not that don't quite have that or haven't quite bought into something. Right. Um, it's not the product, it's the culture. And what's interesting about Journey is um, I, I feel like church culture, a lot of the time, there's a, there's a fast turnover in leadership and people and all sorts of stuff. And Journey has had <laughs> uh, not a lot of that. Not a lot of that. Not compared to, I would say, most churches, especially at its size. Right. And I, um, I was just recently talking with Sam, Pastor Sam, mm-hmm. who's new, newer uh, youth pastor. And he was like, this place is incredible. Like, I, I don't understand how these people have been here in leadership for 15 years, 20 years. Yeah. That's great. There's, there's something to be said about sure. the culture that Journey Church is creating yeah. to keep people around, right? There's, the, there's, a, there's an upside and a downside mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. You know, because yeah. Sam, will, Sam will come in as a new guy with fresh eyes yeah. on a culture that I've been in for 23 years. Yep. So there are things that he sees right away that um, I go, oh, I, I didn't that's just what we do. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. not good. Right. The fresh eyes <laughs> yeah. see that. So there's, there's good to longevity. You know, people begin to trust you and you can create a culture mm-hmm. of confidence mm-hmm. people have in you. 
Um, the downside is is that we stop seeing things that really need to be changed because this is how we just this is how we do it yeah. after 25 years. Yeah. But I think that the the um, everybody has to believe in in their product, yeah. you know, and their culture. Product mm-hmm. and culture kind of go together. But I I think like doesn't Three Musketeers people think that the Three Musketeers bars is the best bar ever. Sure. They have to believe in their product. Yeah. Yeah. Or I go to a place like a Chick-fil-A or something like that where they, they think literally they have the best organization in the world. They yeah. think that. Yeah. You might not think that. Mm. But when I walk into some places, I just get a sense that they think this is the best place you could be on the planet. Mm-hmm. And it may or may not be, but they're helping me buy into that just yeah. by their yeah. confidence. Yeah. And I think that, that we believe in what we believe. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. when people come, that there is, there is a culture but it's faith. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's the product. If that's almost sounds gross to say it that way. Um, but yeah. So, okay. I want to talk, I want to ask you a question, but I, I don't really know the best way of asking this because how, what is your, how do you feel about the view of if I look at a church and I, and I, I look at it, the, the church in itself the, the building and the people inside of it. I mean, it operates a lot. I mean, it operates just like any other organization. There's, there's leaders, there's people that, you know, execute the work. I mean, all the way down. Mm-hmm. And is it viewed differently from internally from, for you guys, or is it, is it viewed like, is it actually viewed as a corporation or a business or is it really just about faith? Like, um, no, it's a it's a combination of those two. Um, we are not, um, you know, if you if you have a church, and I'm I'm all about speaking positively into all people who are, you know, sure, putting Jesus forward. I'm I'm for them, um, but it's different having a church of a hundred or two hundred than having a church of three thousand mm. or a church of ten thousand. You know, you have that culture is different. Yeah. You have to lead it differently. You know, when you have the hundred, it's, we all know our, everybody's business. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a family church. You yeah. know? And so, and that's good. That's, that's how you start with mm-hmm. that, but you can't keep leading it that way, mm-hmm. you know, because at some point you'll have to have people coming in who don't know your business and don't want to know your business. And it has to be okay that I don't know your business. Sure. Um, and so as you get to the thousands, it, it is, there is an element there and this will be a turnoff to some people to even say this, but there has to be good fiscal yeah. responsibilities happening. Mm-hmm. There has yeah. to be organization. There has to be a, almost a CEO mentality yeah. in some ways, but you can't lose what you're about. See, and that's the interesting part because I, that, and that's what I was trying to get at. I think a lot of people, especially the people that are in the church, a lot of people view it very differently. And I, I've always thought if, you know, if you view it like that, like a, an organization and that is, this is a terrible way of saying it, but of selling a product like faith and, and all of these things, right? Like I just feel like the transitions now pivoting from where we used to be with maroon floors and pews and things like that. Now all of a sudden, like that's where I think it comes into effect. Cause we ultimately we have to, 
you have to pivot. We have to move past all of that. And so this is where it becomes a business decision. You're evolving as a business, just like we do on a regular basis. And now we're talking about, okay, now it's shifting because, you know, your approach to the message, your approach to, you know, these thousands of people is even Right. Transitioning. Yeah. It's not just the outward appearance and the look. It's not the fancy lights and all mm-hmm. the cool stuff that is happening. Now we're having to move that message in a different way. But it's not. That's where I feel like people can get. Well, yeah. yeah everybody has pain points. Sure. And it's just like, you know, every business, their job is to solve a pain point. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with churches. I, it's funny because I think about it like, you know, the essential oil craze mm-hmm. <laughs> when when somebody's like, oh, I'm feeling this way. And somebody's like, oh, just put this on it. You know, yeah, right. Uh, it's it's the same principle in a sense of like the differences is the Bible that you're applying to those pain points. Yeah. And you have to figure out what those pain points are now versus 10 years ago. The church has always been on the backside of that mm. in a way that I think has been hel- unhealthy and wrong. You mm, know, yeah. when the television when the radio came out, which is before all of us, even me, yeah, um, um, the You're church 30. said, I, "You said you were 30. And then, right? yeah, well, double that in the movie, yeah, plus, um, <laughs> that they didn't want anything to do with the radio, yeah, because it was like the devil's instrument, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> until like it was, it, we were laughing, but it was, it's true, yeah. you yeah. know, until like 20, 20 years later, when everybody just had accepted the radio, and then the church said, "I guess maybe we should get on the radio." Yeah, same thing with television. We didn't want anything to do with television when it came out, even though, you know, it's not evil. It's a good marketing kind of sure, moment. Yeah. The same with the Internet. Mm-hmm. You know, the church said, uh, I don't think that we want to be part of that mm-hmm. until 20 years later or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, then they go, I, I guess maybe we should. And we should. Yeah. And I don't think I think people I think people, you know, push back when you use the word business. Yeah. In a connection with the church. Yeah. I don't. But I think that people do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because all of a sudden it's become a worldly moment. But we're here, yeah. You know, we're in the world. We don't yeah. have to. We don't have the same values. But I mean, we like electricity. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we need. And I think that the when well, this is on one of the walls on our on our at all of our campuses, that we have to be able to pour the gospel, the living water, out of containers that we've never we've never poured out of. Mm. The the gospel doesn't change. It's the same. Yeah. Yesterday, today, forever. But the the containers that we pour it out of, if those don't change, we're then we're in deep trouble. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So, give what's an uh, give me an example of one of what is that con- like? What does that container look like? Like uh, compared to, so like, well, I th- maybe it's a better way of saying like, what does it look like when you're taking, you know, ten years ago versus today. Is there an example that you can think of off the top of your head? Like it was very different 10 years ago when we were talking about this to whereas today it's different because of this. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, there are a lot of things like that. I mean, there, if we just talk about translations of the Bible um, mm. that we used to, you know, speak in King James kind of language. Yeah. If I look at videos of, or there weren't even videos in, but or audios <laughs> of um, sermons and stuff like, 30, 40 years ago, the language is very different. Mm-hmm. It was much more conservative and formal. Maybe yeah. that's a better word. It was just formal. Yeah. We're reading out of a, of a, a translation of the Bible that it's hard to understand it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And today, uh, let's, let's use some others. It's, it's, we haven't changed the Bible. 
we've just changed our ability to grasp it. Mm -hmm. Music yeah. would be an easy one to go to. Um, and, and those wars continue, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, in churches, sadly. Um, but a church has to, you know, decide their culture. Mm -hmm. You know, what is our music going to be? And so, you know, 30 years ago, we were doing very different music. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing that 30 years from now, when I'm for sure not going to be the lead pastor of any <laughs> church, um, I'm, I'm guessing the music will be different. Yeah. You know, it, it better be different. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. True. It has to be, right? Has to be. If you want to call that business, fine. You know, that's okay. But it's just, I would, I would call it rather than business. I would just say it's wisdom. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard a, an interesting quote and, uh, I forget. I was, I don't remember who said it, but, uh, I remember talking or listening to somebody talk about the church and, uh, the conversation was loosely around the view of or, uh, using the church as viewing it as a business and operation and separating it with all of these things. And one of the things, topics that came up was, you know, you have this very, uh, let's call it a divided church style. Yeah. So you have the old school sure. mm -hmm. and you have the new school, which I would consider journey and, you know, huge churches like elevation and all yeah. of these other places. For sure. But it's interesting because they get so uh, the new church gets so much hate because of the music, because of all the fancy lights and the fancy presentations and of the message. And this guy, this guy's re rebuttal to that was, well, we serve a God that created the universe, mm -hmm. the greatest thing yeah. that ever was created. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want to like express that with the greatest thing that I can create? Like, I can create really great music and yeah, you know, I can create really great teaching <laughs> right. tools and things like that. Why wouldn't we want to do that, that kind of a thing? And I thought that was an interesting approach to it because I mean, truthfully that yeah. why not? And most of that, as we talk, talk about marketing, um, is that those are the things that will, uh, separate people today. It isn't the gospel. Mm -hmm. It isn't the preaching of the of the bible and the word of god um that's not what separates churches today it's those other things it's the let's renovate the space yeah. because yeah. after all starbucks they're renovating you yeah, know, they, yeah. there's a reason that they're, they're not renovating for nothing yeah uh, because they've done studies and they've decided that i guess we better do this mcdonald's yeah. they're renovating and so if the church wants to renovate sometimes people go well we really shouldn't do that because i mean why let's just let's just preach the Bible. Yeah. And won't everybody just love that? And yeah. no, there's, there's so many <laughs> politics won't. involved, politics in the church, but sometimes people have asked me that a few times. Cause uh, you know, I've gone to a few different churches including journey and I go attend journey now and I'm, I'm very involved in journey and probably more so than I have been involved in most churches because there's opportunity for me to be involved. But I think, um, I think that sometimes I like to equate it to like an Uber, you know, like you're, you can call an Uber and it shows up and it's kind of falling apart and may smell weird on the inside. <laughs> right. Hmm. And some people will be like, no, nah, I'm going to cancel this and wait for a different one. 
and then the next one shows up and it has leather interior and they have water sitting in the back and then you're like okay this is better and then you actually get in the car there's nothing different like you know both uber drivers and cars will get you where you need to go right they both use gas they have the same fuel to get you where you need to go but one is more welcoming and makes you feel comfortable and allows you like you'll actually have a conversation with the driver right. and you know things like that where the other one is maybe you know a little bit tougher to get through or break through right sure and and i've recognized that, that i mean each one has a place for everybody everybody has a different mindset and you know sometimes you'd be like well i'll, I'll just take this because i need to get where i'm going it doesn't matter you know and i maybe i like this because it's i don't have to tip as much or something right. like that <laughs> the other thing about that is <clears throat> is generationally mm -hmm. um, as we talk about marketing yeah. because all you have to do is yeah I, because there are certain products that the millennials or Gen Z, they, they, they veer to mm -hmm. the people my age aren't buying those products. Yeah. The millennials are buying those products. Yeah. And we have to have millennials and Gen Z's in our church. Yeah. Because if we don't, to your point, thank you that I'm 30 times two. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> no problem. But I can't have a church full of me. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're in trouble. Yeah. So if, if you want to, call it marketing that's great i'm okay with that word but that's really what it is mm -hmm. I mean, we have to find a way to get those that generation in the church okay yeah. so you bring up a, a, a very good point so i wanted to that's what i wanted to touch on next is it's not a you know from a church perspective we're not we're not talking about marketing okay well i don't want to put words in your mouth but <laughs> In my mind, we're not talking about marketing to the people that already come week after week that have been there for 10 years, five years, even two years. We're talking about this because ultimately the job of the church is to get people that don't normally come to church into church. Right. So now all of a sudden you're like that, that is the marketing aspect of it. Like we're trying to drive those people into the, through the doors. Right. And so how do we, uh, how do you as a church shape that message or even is it as easy as a look? Is it as easy as when you walk in the door, you feel like you're in a Starbucks? Like, is it that easy or does it go to, you know, you talked about different translations of the Bible, but does it go to an un a different understanding or a different viewpoint even of what you're reading or what you're trying to teach the people that are coming through your doors? Yeah, it's all of that. It's the the design and the colors and the cafe and the lobby. Yeah. That works for great first impressions. So that'll get people in the door. Mm -hmm. That doesn't keep people. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they can they can get a better coffee than, trust me, than in the <laughs> lobby of Journey Church on this Sunday, please. The person right, that's better runs, coffee out The person there. that runs your cafe is going to be so mad right now. We have That's good kidding. coffee, but it's not. Come on, sure. You know, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. So that that will draw. You know, the lights and the fog and and all of that stuff. It, that will bring that will bring people. Yeah, but that will never keep anybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you how do you market that? You know, the word that you're bringing to them. Does that change? No, the word the word doesn't change. But the things that we talk about can change. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are probably sermons back 50 years ago that we're not, we're not doing those sermons anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not talking as much about, you know, what in Revelation, what 
what does the 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 pinky on the beast represent you know yeah. sure you know and, <laughs> and then debate about it for weeks <laughs> right you know that that's a loser <laughs> so <laughs> uh, i love it uh, it's in the bible so yeah. it's all good but there are things that apply to millennials lives that um we need to speak to we were never speaking about racial racial recon reconciliation 25 mm. years ago those mm -hmm. are subjects that we need to talk about today yeah so that's an example of how yeah. culture has changed and yeah. those are things that mm -hmm. that we have to say mm -hmm. we yeah. have to take a stand on some of that um so we're not changing the bible no we're not changing the bible we're not even changing the words that are spoken in the bible for sure but we're we're applying it to different scenarios different yeah. issues yeah because we deal with different issues yeah do we deal with different there, issues there, it's the same and it's different amplified yeah i mean <laughs> because there's there's still stress there's still financial pressures there's still marital issues there's still relationships yeah that those are those transcend time you know mm -hmm. we're still gossiping we're still you know doing all those things yeah. yeah millennials are gossiping yeah so we still get to preach about that yeah but there are things in their lives there are more singles among us mm. now mm -hmm. so you know you speak to that even even within a message you don't have to craft a message just for that but you can use illustrations that apply yeah to to that age group or you can use you know we can use a more we can talk about Kanye yeah you know and and use that as part of you know the presentation so you know our ears our ears kind of stay with me yeah. you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. um so okay we have to talk about kanye <laughs> okay. no i'm serious i want i want i love kanye <laughs> what yeah why wouldn't you why are you no. surprised so no he, i'm just i'm <laughs> i honestly am floored no he, i actually sorry. i'm not floored with you with you i'm not floored because i you you have a very special i think a very special outlook on life a real outlook on life i think is a better way of saying it i said it in church about uh two or three months ago i think yeah when that whole thing mm -hmm. came and i heard i heard some stuff you know through emails and stuff like what's well, not real or whatever i don't know if it's real i mean it's not my place to say it's real mm -hmm. or not but let's just watch the fruit and so I just did in a sunday morning and said hey whatever you think about what's going on the one thing I know that we all should do is pray for Kanye. Sure. So we can mm -hmm. all agree on that. Yeah. Let's pray for Kanye. There's no debate. There's no arguing about that. But he did a concert in Chicago a couple weeks ago. So I wasn't able to go, but I, I wanted to go. Yeah. Um, but I had some friends go. I mean, and they came back and said it was like total Jesus the whole time. Oh, wow. I mean, he was preaching. It was real. So I'm, I'm a Kanye fan. So it's interesting <laughs> because, like, I, I, I don't remember who I, I was talking to about it. Uh, I don't remember who I was talking to about it. But somebody had mentioned something to me about it and it being fake and this whole publicity stunt and thing. And I just, I just said, like, I, I just said, like, I don't really care. I don't really care if it's a publicity stunt because, quite frankly, we hear about it on Sunday mornings. God uses unsaved people all the time right. to deliver certain things to, to people that need it in, right. that are in need. So, mm -hmm. whether Kanye is like you said, it's not my it's not my place to judge where Kanye is in his right. spiritual life. The only thing that I know is is that if Kanye is putting a question in young people's minds on whether or not Jesus is real or mm -hmm. these things are real, that's that's all we need. 
Like that's that's Kanye is doing something that we're not doing, like, or and that we're not doing a good enough job at, or right, yeah. we're just not doing it at all, you know, whatever yeah. it is. But he can still, I mean, and that's again going back to marketing. Like it all is the same thing. Like all of a sudden now, this message is in the mainstream. The one of the largest, you know, hip hop artists of our time, right? Like right now, he's one of the best. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he does this 180 and it's like, yeah. I don't know. It was crazy. And that's all part of the marketing. And I, I don't think that there's anything sinful in that. In fact, I think that it's wrong not to. Mm, yeah. Um, because then you just, I mean, we could talk about Snoop Dogg instead or Luther Vandross. Sure. You know, but Snoop Dogg did a just, Christian, I know. Yeah. But why don't we do, <laughs> let's talk about Kanye. I mean, that's, yeah. that's like yeah. today or yesterday or whatever. I think it would be wrong to elevate him. You know, sure. to a position where, we're, where we really follow him yeah. or idolize him. I mean, if he's a believer, with all respect, he's a, he's a fresh believer. Sure. He's a new believer. So there's lots of stuff about the gospel he does not understand. Sure. I mean, that's yeah. just because that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so let's not put him on a pedestal and all that. But frankly, I don't want to be put on a pedestal. So, I mean, there's only one, one way down from that. That's pedestal is, is down. Yeah. yeah. So I'd rather not be put on one. Or have sure. Mom on either. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I think it's interesting too that there's a because of the change. You know, we talked a little bit about how things have changed over the years, but I think the biggest thing is our access to things. That makes everything harder. So the mm. struggles are different. You know, and and you go back to somebody like Kanye, who was very vocal about his struggles over the years. This is what kind of got me on that this track was he was very vocal about all of his struggles, and you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you would have never heard anybody admit to any of that, mm -hmm. you know, like his psychological struggles, uh, the depression and the things that he's dealt with. And not only him, but everybody, we are constantly bombarded with thoughts that, that are marketed to us, you know, one way or another. So it's made marriages harder. It's made, um, staying in whatever you believe the parameters are of a dating relationship harder. It's made, um, just keeping your eyes off of things that are not healthy for your mind right. harder because mm -hmm. it's normal and it's always in your face. And if the church doesn't start doing that, which I think a lot of churches are at this point, but if the church hadn't started doing that, there's nothing to combat that. And that's, that's the craziest thing is it's the same thing in marketing. If you, if you see people sharing a message that isn't true or maybe they're selling a product that is garbage and you're selling a better one you know like what are you going to do let them just keep marketing more than you and sell the product that isn't great right or are you going to step it up and mm. put more dollars behind it and do whatever you have to do to engage with that audience to say this product is the real deal mm. you know I and think, it's yeah yeah that's good i one of the areas of marketing that is a little bit on the grieving side for me with what i do is that when, when Burger King, you know, puts an ad up, how about Wendy's burgers, you know, and how yeah. they're, they're no good or, or whatever. And yeah. other, mm -hmm. other they're, industries do that with each other. The church, the church should not do that. Yes. You know, Agreed. but we get sucked into the competition of that mm -hmm. and the marketing. Like if I could just present myself, a little better than the church down the street, mm -hmm. then more people would come. And it yeah. becomes about the old ABC, which is <clears throat> attendance, buildings, and cash. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it can't be about that at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, it has to be about the gospel. It has to right. be. Right. Well, and that's what I'm referring to is, is 
is sharing the truth more often and in a more effective way than people that are sharing lies. Right. You know what I mean? And it's the same, it's, it's the same across the board It's it's thumb stopping power. It's creating content that people actually stop and look at. It's, it's sending a message and creating endless amounts of content because that's what they're seeing on a regular basis. Right. The only way to get rid of it is to do more yeah. than it, you know, or do it differently or do it louder. You know what I mean? Sure. And not obnoxiously and not calling people out, but just stating the truth, right. you know? I think that's important. And I think that's that's what a lot of churches are starting to do now. And, you know, not just in social media, but even on Sunday mornings. It's We recognize, you know, what's going on in culture now because of social media. So during the week, you can be up with current events and know right. that this just happened. And on Sunday morning, you have a point to relate to people that might be in pain over that situation or people right. questioning that situation and you're actually able to give people practical truths to combat that in real time which right. you i mean we've never been able to do you'd have, back in the day you'd have to wait till the newspaper came out and you saw what happened two weeks ago or yeah. you know and that's whatever part of the marketing uh, and as a, we've been taught using that word throwing that word around mm-hmm. here today a lot of people in my industry they wouldn't even want to call it an industry, yeah. uh, but they wouldn't like the word marketing, right? You know, because it brings up other things that they would classify as worldly. But just what you said is part of the marketing, yeah. also. That if we on a this weekend, for instance, if we speak to the coronavirus, mm-hmm. that's that that is a marketing thing. Yeah, I mean, in some sense, right? Yeah, yep. that hey, we're aware. Yeah, what's going on and people are wonder, sitting in the seats wondering about that yeah they're nervous it's creating nervous. anxiety or whatever right. it is you yeah know. there's a tsunami in thailand people yeah. want to respond to that in america yeah. and to mm-hmm. say hey why don't we why Do don't something. we take an offering and why don't we send some funds you know yeah. to help people yeah. yeah or whatever that to me that really is a marketing yeah. issue well <laughs> yeah that's the the big thing is marketing gets this negative connotation all the time right. that's just directly attached to dollars or numbers or smoke and mirrors or yeah. i'm going to trick you into doing this but the reality is marketing is just communication right. it's a that's form cool. of communication and and the whole point of marketing is to connect with people and that's what the church does you know and that's i think that's what well that's what the that's what they should do. Yeah, creating community in a way yeah. that gives people a place to be heard, a sense of value, a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's a lot harder in bigger churches to do, right? To con- connect them to a, a close community. There's more of everybody yes. in a bigger church. So you you have to try to figure out, you <laughs> that's know. That's an interesting how, way of saying that. I like that, the actually. Dem- yeah. There's more of yeah. The demographic you have is, the old timers, mm-hmm. you know, you have yeah. the people who would really hate this podcast because we talk about marketing <laughs> yeah. in the church. Yeah. And then you have the people who would just thrive on it. Yep. You're He's, trying to hit all those people <laughs> okay, so, every weekend somehow. Yeah, yeah. So this brings me to my next question. So when you're, you know, I'm assuming you spend a good amount of your week preparing for Sunday morning or your weekend services. And at what least 15 minutes. At least yeah. 15 minutes. At least. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you're preparing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but really like what, what, how do you prepare yourself for those conversations? Because like when you're getting ready for your weekend, we just talked about like there's top, there's things that are happening ongoing. How do you prepare yourself to communicate like 
in in real time effectively to these people that are dealing with such a variety such a variety of different things i mean that's a great question and i don't even know if i know how to answer it totally um i mean i do a lot of reading and a lot of listening and a lot of internet i'm i'm up on what's happening yeah in the world and um it's not that hard hmm. it's not that hard to craft a message where the illustrations that you use are today i i lean more to that group than i do to the other group um so it's all i can say is it's worked for us mm -hmm. um so i i don't know that's not a great answer to that question no but. i i guess for me it's just yeah i mean we kept before you even came that was the thing like it's got to be hard it's got to be hard to be able to communicate to so many people but maybe what we're saying is is that because the messages rings true for through everything you know it's it's okay to like we're not trying to combat everybody's issue every weekend correct mm -hmm. so we're, i mean we're choosing an issue that obviously is relevant to the to what we're going through at the time yeah. right um and i don't i don't i am that generation so you know, I identify with them just by being on a stage. Sure. You know, I'm yeah. not 27. So I have to figure out a way to identify with the 27 year old at my age. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know that I'm that successful at that. So, I mean, I'm just being real that I think there comes a point when you really can't mm -hmm. anymore. And so we have younger communicators. Yeah. Also, it isn't just me. Um, but I still think that there's a, there's a value in the father being on the stage, <laughs> sure, you know, and speaking into that from, you know, with a few gray hairs and, or a yeah. lot of gray mm -hmm. hairs or whatever. There's some, there's some wisdom there that you don't, you, you don't have that at 27. Sure. You yeah. just don't. True. So, um, I, that's kind of how we do it. But I, I speak, I try to speak more into that younger person's life than the older. But again, everybody's facing the, the same thing. Issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it all funnels through, and you can see this pretty evident if you attend or watch Journey Church Online or, or anything, any sort of outward experience of it, the mission statement is making it easy to find and experience God, right? right? That's yes. Great. Yeah. And everything funnels through that, and you can see that. So, like, even when we're, we're talking about this, how do you communicate with vast audience and this and that, it all funnels through that. And right. that's what is, in the end, being communicated through the experience, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, and the, the 30 minute message isn't the only thing that happens that day. Mm -hmm. So that's me, mm -hmm. but there's worship. Mm -hmm. And so if the worship team was all people with gray hair, yeah. and you know, we were singing you know, the hymns of the 1950s, mm -hmm. that would be a really un unwise marketing yes. decision. Yeah. So we're getting the millennials, we're getting the next gen or the, the Gen X mm -hmm. uh, folks, next gen, next gen, gen Y, gen y yeah. <laughs> all those. Yeah. Um, and then they got me. So, you know, we're, we're really marketing to all of those ages and really, and really it's what happens during the week. You know, yeah. we put a lot of stock into Sunday and frankly, that's really not the meat of the, of the church. It's mm. what happens during the week, if you're in a life group, mm -hmm. if you're serving somewhere, mm -hmm. yeah. um, I mean, that I mean the 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 30 minute message, the the worship part of the message is really for God. 
mean, mm-hmm. that's where we're going, God, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we get to my part, that's not for God. He's not up in heaven going, that was a great point, Kevin. You know, yeah. let me just take, <laughs> you say that again? Let me take that down because that was really awesome. I mean, it's not, it's not for him. Yeah. Sure. That's for you all. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It's interesting because we just had a guest that talked about how a lot of large companies are starting to break their employees into pods, essentially creating small groups, you know, and they have to deal with certain things together. They're assigned certain tasks or whatever, Mm -hmm. but they have that group and it helps them feel connected and valued and they start to jump onto the manifesto of the company or the mission statement. And, and that it's, it's just funny how the, church culture can shift societal culture yeah so like i i feel like people you know the church gets a bad rap because there's extremists everywhere right for sure it's you know but for some reason there's always a target on the church's back but you when you look at the cultural aspect i think there's a balance there's the church is starting to allow certain things in saying this is what our culture is doing but then also influencing culture back and I think that's like the the most important part there is that that's that's part of the communication of it is that I mean even OJ and I like we attend church faith is built into what we do and when we work with clients they're not Christians or they don't go to church or some of them do some of them don't but it doesn't matter it doesn't change how we communicate it doesn't change the ideas that we come up with the strategy that we come up with and it's effective you know right. but we were it, it's it, it's like it's so deep in us and drives who we are that it's just communicated that way like and that's that becomes our marketing mm-hmm. and for us i think you know we've realized recently that our uh one of our biggest int- differentiators is the experience that you have when you work with us, you know, like, you know, we've said this before in a few episodes, anybody can do this stuff. You know, anybody with cameras can make a podcast with video and make it look pretty, right? Like videographers are a dime a dozen, you know, freelancers everywhere. Yeah, but we have like 95 of them on staff. At your yeah. <laughs> okay. That's not true. <laughs> but I'm sorry. We know Steven. Steven's cool. We, he's great at what he does, but he is great. the, the, the difference is the, the experience, you know, mm-hmm. for us and the ideas that come from us and those kind of things. And f- for us, that was huge. And I think the difference at Journey Church is you're making it easy for people to find and experience God. And that's that's what it all boils down to in the end, you know. I think as you're talking about marketing and the <laughs> church, the church has at time, and I love the church. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I do. I'm connected a thousand percent to the church. But we've been our own worst enemy yeah. at times. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, we haven't always behaved well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. we've been against everything, you know, and, yep. and there are things we just don't need to be against. Right. And that's been part of our marketing in a, in a negative marketing yeah. kind yeah. of sense. Yep. That um, our, our philosophy is let's be against what Jesus is against, but let's not, let's not expand the boundaries of what he's against because mm-hmm. he's not against everything. Right. Are there things that we can redeem? Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, when I grew up and this was the marketing of the church back in the, in the 60s and the 70s is that, you know, we we you don't don't go to a pool hall or don't play cards or, you know, there was alcohol issues and all those kinds of things. And so, some of those things Jesus speaks to, but some of them he doesn't speak to. Yeah. But we created more boundaries. Yeah. And that became, you know, synonymous. Yeah. With the church. And that that became a negative marketing yeah. thing. Um, and so just breaking out of some of that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, tattoos, 
you know, piercings, all of that, where, you know, I know. Everyone Oops, at the, sorry, everyone Pastor at Kevin. has a tattoo. Oh, that's right. You <laughs> do right. have a tattoo. Oh, I forgot two about that. of them. Oh. Yeah, come on now. You're going to take your shirt off and show everybody? <laughs> <laughs> we would go there. Not, not sorry. Gonna, not going to do that. Not going to do that. <laughs> terrible marketing for Journey. Terrible journey marketing for Journey. <laughs> no, nah, that's not true. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh now we're gosh. going off the rails right. real fast. <laughs> See, this is what happens when OJ gets involved. Yep. <clears throat> no, it's great. Well, PK, as always, it's an amazing uh it's amazing to be able to spend time with you. Yeah. It's um, great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad that we touched on it. I, I I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And I think uh the one thing that we like doing, and I don't really know how this relates, but uh to what we were just talking about, but one of the things that I like to do at the end of each podcast is, you know, takeaways. We want to give our audience or the people something to take away from this. You know, one to two things maybe that you th- that from this uh, time together that you think other people that are involved in churches, because uh, I'm sure that we'll probably have a lot of people that are in the church that are going to watch this episode, sure. from other pastors, things like that. What's some of that tangible stuff that they can take away from this uh, conversation? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot, but... Um, first, I think let's, let's be supportive of each other as churches around the city and the state and the country, Mm. because that's a, that's a negative marketing thing Mm. for the world too. Oh, Um, that's good. When they just see us all like pounding each other. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't bring anybody to any of our churches. Mm, Yeah. Um, or it just brings like those people to our churches, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, so let's, let's bless each other and let's promote each other. Let's be marketers for one another. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And then don't forget, I think the younger generation, Mm -hmm. the church has been too long and people say we're not marketers the church is not a marketer. And I, and I go, you, but you are, you know, it's whoever you have is who you're marketing to. That's just Mm -hmm. look look out on a Sunday. That's, that's who you're marketing to. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't want to admit or use those words, Mm-hmm. That's who you're reaching. Yeah. So if that's not who you, if you want to reach a bigger group, then, you know, figure that out. Mm-hmm. And so I would say care about the next generation yeah. mm-hmm. because that's, that's the ones that at some point I got to take the church keys and go here. Yeah. They're yours. Yeah. And that's I, good. there better be some people there <laughs> sure, you know, yeah. to do that with. Yeah. Absolutely. So those are a couple of things I think about. I love it. Thanks so much for spending time with us yeah, today. Pleasure. All right, guys. <clears throat> Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, follow, do all those things. Ring that bell. Ding. Be sure to get notifications every time we put out a new episode on Fridays. Also, check out our IGTV for our recaps. And we will see you guys all later. Thank you so much. We love you. Thanks for spending time with us. Peace. Thanks again for checking out Be Original with Isley Creative. We hope that this helps you put a little more you in your marketing. Catch a new episode every week right here on the Be Original Podcast.